Welcome to Artful Aging with Amy, where I ask caregivers and professionals the difficult questions that will give you guidance on your life's journey. Support is only one conversation away, and this is your first step. Let's go. Good morning, everyone. I'm Amy Friesen, and this is Artful Aging with Amy. How many of you are familiar with robots and all they can do for humans? I know that it seems futuristic, and I know that a lot of us have been able to fly in the sky and have robots be butlers and all sorts of fun stuff we've seen in the movies. My guest today is the founder and president of Social Robots, a technology startup that is exploring how robots can engage entertain and educate residents and family members and staff at retirement homes and long-term care facilities. Watch for a while, you know that retirement living is my brain brother. I am um, working in this sector for a long time. So social robots is super interesting today. I'm really happy that Lee could join us today. Her passion uh, is about the opportunity for companion robots to relieve social isolation and loneliness and to help people be more connected with each other. Welcome, Lee. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me today, Amy. It's great to be here. Lee, could you start us off by telling us a little bit about your why? Why social robots? What drew you to this life path? I've been interested in technology for most of my career. I was doing um, communications and and marketing for um, a number of different technology companies over the year over the years. Um, and but in 2019, 2018, 2019 uh, is really when robots came to my attention. I was vice president and general manager of a design and development studio, and we were designing robot apps for banking and automotive. And at the same time, what was happening in my own life was that I was part of the Samus generation, you know, sort of commuting into Toronto um, for work, you know, trying missing my son's hockey practices and <laughs> occasionally games because of the commute. And then um, my parents lived on the other side of Toronto, and I just didn't have a chance to see them as often as I would like. And um, it became sort of more of an issue as my father was diagnosed with a form of dementia called Lewy body dementia. And so although we were fortunate in that he uh, still knew who we were right up until, you know, the, the time that he passed away, he, I could see that he was isolating himself. And so, you know, there's, I, I learned a lot about social isolation and loneliness and the difference between the two. So he claimed that he wasn't lonely, but he was isolated and he was bored out of his mind. So I started as I was commuting back and forth to Toronto for this, you know, great job that I had, I just kept thinking robots should be able to help, you know, the stress that I'm feeling in terms of how do I connect more with my parents when they're, you know, across town, you know, a couple of hours commute each way. And, um, and so basically I, I really, I guess that's, that's the foundation of it. I felt like I needed to find a solution. I did all kinds of research and turned out that there really wasn't anybody using robots for this type of purpose, at at least not the way I I envision it. And, um, you know, when people think about robots, they sort of think of kids and STEM and other sorts of things. And they probably have this misconception that older adults aren't really interested in learning anything new or that they'll be scared of robots or whatever. But what I found is quite the opposite. And I'm really excited to, to have founded Social Robots and really focus on this market now. I think it's fantastic, and you know, you know, what, how, part of what I do 
people to new technologies, new things, new ways of thinking, so that people can start looking into it. And also to um, uh, stereotypes around aging and seniors, because you're right, I think a lot of people, you know, consider that for children or whatnot. And like I said at the top, a lot of people go the complete opposite way and think about flying cars and butlers and all different stuff, right? And, and it's, you know, partly because of the media that we've all been exposed to. But I think it's so important to show people that robots can help. And, you know, a lot of what's been brought up here in different conversations in the podcast uh, recently is obviously about COVID because of the isolation and I would say more than ever before, there is definitely a place for social robots to help with the and the loneliness. And, um, and I love that you're going into the community setting. I know that you have completed a pilot study with your social robots. What have you, uh, the main issue that you're addressing with social robots? Well, really, the four the four key areas that I think have the most impact: social isolation, definitely, and I'll talk a little bit more about that. But then this this perception of loneliness, the the experience of boredom. Like most adults, when they're in these congregate living settings, have like twelve to fourteen hours a day where they really don't have anything truly engaging. You know, they they might be in the TV room and they might be reading or playing online games, but they're not fully engaged and certainly not as much as they could be with each other. Um, and then the, the, this area of cognitive games. So making sure that those games, you know, it's not just sort of like online poker, but it's, you know, really some games that can help, you know, you know, develop those brain synapses and, and sort of um, slow down, you know, any sort of uh, cognitive loss that may be um, associated with social isolation and, and those other experiences. So um, I, I, I'll summarize there those four, and then you can ask me another question if that's easier. <laughs> well, and I, was, I, I think that's great. And I was gonna, my next question was really like, let's talk about some of the benefits of engaging. Talked about the social isolation part, but you know, a lot of the time you're bringing um, Mindy into retirement homes and long-term care homes that are set up to have social uh, social engagement and whatnot. So, what are some of the other benefits that social robots could bring into those settings and to those residents' lives? Well, a, a huge opportunity, I think, to really help the recreation staff, uh, if they're lucky enough to have a team, let's say a recreation leader or volunteer, um, there simply aren't enough people to, to provide the level of support and engagement that I think are needed and, and wanted by the residents in these homes. And, you know, staff shortages are, you know, well known across the country in terms and not just not just during COVID, but before COVID as well. This is, you know, I started the business before COVID, but um, but the idea that robots can can help. So I actually I can show you a little bit later in the conversation how it works, but I basically have a tablet and then they, they connect the tablet to the robot. So I could be standing, you know, 10, 20 feet away and you know, managing the robot while the robot can engage with, you know, one-on-one or it can engage with a small group of people at one time. And that really allows the staff person to sort of breathe and be able to like deal with other people and not have to like maybe answer the same question 10 times in a row, or, you know, that there are ways that robots don't, you know, they don't get, you know, um, frustrated when somebody asks them the same question over and over um, and, and it really is about helping staff, you know, having their jobs be easier and more innovative and more exciting. And I mean, I'll, I'll give you a quick example. My father, when he, when he and my mom went into a retirement home, um, 
I guess they, they were there. It was, he was only there for about eight months before he passed away. But um, he looked at the monthly calendar, the schedule of activities every month when it came out and he circled the ones that he wanted to do and whatever. And then so many of them got canceled. There either weren't enough people that would, would want to participate or the, the guitar player wouldn't show up or whatever. Like there was all kinds of disappointment in that calendar. And so to me, you know, Mindy, you know, she works, it's battery operated. She, you know, you can plug her in overnight, but she basically can work, you know, for 18 hours. So the idea is that, you know, Mindy can be there to help and provide an extra, um, pair of hands in some ways. Um, although she's not dexterous, she does have arms, but she doesn't, she can't actually carry anything. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it's a difference between a service robot and a social robot. I'm really focusing on ways that the robots can encourage people to interact with each other and, um, and have stories to tell to other people. Right. So when I take her into, to, uh, facilities, they, they want to take pictures. They want to tell their grandchildren about her. You know, they're very excited. There's like a whole opportunity to, to bring that level of, of engagement, um, to, to not just the residents themselves, but to the staff and the, and their family members. I think that's fantastic. I mean, one of the questions I was going to ask you today are really are seniors because I think that that's a big misconception that we've covered her, right? Like seniors are interested. And um, to your point as well, you know, retirement home staff and long-term care staff, generally speaking, there's one, maybe two recreation people, right? And there's hundred residents or whatnot. And so a lot of the stuff is group-based, which is fine. Uh, but to have that extra, that extra hand to be able to implement some extra activities or, you know, we're doing something, but Jack doesn't want to join in, but he might want to do something with Mindy or something like that. Um, so maybe you could share what Mindy does, you know, what are some of the programs that are on a social robot? Sure. Um, do you want me to actually start her up and I'll show you how quick and easy it is? Okay. So it's really, you just press a button on her back to get her turned on. You can see lights come on here. I don't know if you can see that with my lighting here. And then she goes through a bit of a Taekwondo kind of exercise to get started up. And then we basically just have to connect her to the Wi-Fi and then connect the tablet to the same Wi-Fi. And then we're good to go. So it's just checking the Wi-Fi. Can you wake me up? What can I do for you? Mimi is open. So she's looking at me now. She has a camera in her eye. And so we're now connected to the robot. I can see the robot here and I pull it up. And so on my tablet now, I can be far away from her. I won't for purposes of this call, but I can have her say, you know. Hi, Amy. Generation of robotic technology, I enjoy meeting new people. Do you want to see what games we can play together? <laughs> She's looking at me, but she should be looking at your camera. So then basically um, the, the robot has a 10 inch tablet on its chest. And so any, it, it operates very much like a smartphone or a tablet, Android. Um, and so there are little icons across here. You can see there are different things that you could do. This, uh, this robot was initially designed for children. So it comes preloaded with 10 songs and 10 audio books. 
that could be played and they have hand motions and whatnot and they're very engaging. So, you know, if you're happy and you know, clap your hands, everybody knows that one and has fun with that. But what I'm working on and part of what my business plan is to customize and develop um, songs and, and audiobooks that are more appropriate, age appropriate for older adults. Um, and then also we have um, custom apps that we you can download anything um, that works on the internet can pretty much be uh, downloaded here. So I have like a word game, I have Amazon Music. There are different applications that you can use um, to engage with people. So, it, you know, music is one of the, one of the biggest things that people do with social robots. And, you know, you know, you know, more than I do in terms of your expertise with, um, uh, aging and, and retirement homes that, 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 that opportunity for reminiscence, and even just as the sing-alongs and the opportunity to, to improve their, you know, lung capacity by engaging in some of these activities is really great. Um, she does also move so she can uh, move her hands. I think, I'll see if I can get her to do a cheer for you. So she's raising her hands. And so we do sort of light exercise classes is one of the um, activities that, that I can um, uh, engage with her. And uh, I'm trying to think some of the other things that we did in our pilot study, they, um, um, she went down to the, uh, the ladies were having a manicure and they, she went and the, the manager, they, they call him a fun manager at Seasons. And she did a really funny um, sort of banter back and forth, but it wasn't just Karen, the recreation leaders talking to them. It was actually coming through Mindy. So she would say, you know, I'm just trying to think if I can get her to talk now and do some other things. So, she, oops, she's Hello, not, there she goes. Hello, <laughs> a little bit of a lag there, but yeah, so she's, uh, yeah, so those are some of the activities. Was that, does that kind of give you a sense of what, what you wanted to see? <laughs> Absolutely. And I think back just briefly to, um, you know, children being interested in robots too. What a great way to bridge generations by using Mindy for, you know, for the grandparents who said, hey, you know, you know, like granddaughter or whoever, you know, have a look at Mindy and whatnot. And to interact together, I think, would be a really good opportunity to bridge the generations. Um, there's a lot of people looking at how to add in, you know, children, children and senior activities together. And I think that that would be uh, a really nice thing to do. Have you seen any uh, seniors? Yes, in fact, uh, in December of 2019, um, I took Mindy to my mom's retirement home with my son. So my, you know, my son, I think he was 11, just turning 12 at the time. And uh, he's like, oh, mom, I don't know what to say. Like, what am I going to do? And I'm like, you haven't seen grandma in months. Like, you're coming with me. And I said, you can be the robot handler. And so he had the best visit with grandma that time. It was great. I brought Mindy and they had a Christmas party. And so there were other kids there as well and seniors. And it was just this wonderful mixture of, you know, curiosity and, and just seeing how, how open the kids were to standing in front of her and touching her tablet, doing different things. And then I think that made the seniors also more willing to like, you know, be willing to touch her or whatever. You don't have to touch her. Like the robot handler can handle all that stuff. But, you know, the fact that it's hard plastic, you can wipe her down with a Lysol wipe and whatnot. It's very, very sanitary and, and uh, can be disinfected easily. So it's very safe for these communities as well. 
Right, that's fantastic. I mean, obviously, we want to high alert now for you know cleaning protocols and things like that, which are great. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on, um, as recreation manager, way back in my career at this point, um, you know, having something as easy as you've shown us Mindy to be, you know, not only adds to your rec calendar and and the you know availability to have something else on there that's more readily available than a group setting, but also that she's so easy to use, the recreation manager or the assistant or whoever's doing it could easily set someone up in a couple of minutes and then have them set up doing something and go back to doing, you know, something else or something with a group, which I think is fantastic because a lot of the uh, hurdle I find with bringing in new technology into retirement homes and long-term care homes is the misconception that, oh, it's going to just take so long to do, or it's going to take, you know, there's so much setup and, you know, I can't work my phone properly and i got to work this robot and, you know, different concepts of that. And people really think that it's going to be way more difficult than it is. And, and people tend to get in their own heads and find that as well, that, you know, um, you know, is there pushback at all to, you know, in, in introducing beauty into different residences? Well, I think that there is a little bit of hesitancy, maybe people, because robots are still fairly futuristic. There aren't, you know, thousands of them around yet. So, you know, we do offer trial visits and, and um, you know, lease, you don't, you don't have to like commit to buying one. You can lease it for a few months um, if you'd rather sort of try before you buy or sort of commit. Um, I think that, you know, my goal is to is to have people share the robot. I don't, I don't, I'm not really encouraging people to buy their own robot because I think it's kind of like we have too much technology and we don't need to have it 24 seven. But the idea of being able to, you know, if you have, you know, 200 residents in a, in a large home, that robot could, you know, go around every day. It could go to a different floor. It could see different people or, you know, um, I mean, and even there are, there would be more, um, capable adults who could be trained as volunteers, robot handlers, right? So they could go around or maybe not volunteers, maybe we pay them. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that most retirement homes and long-term care facilities aren't sort of looking for ways to pay their residents to do things, but, but, you know, you know, I think that there are opportunities here and, and, you know, I think that we need to be creative a little bit about how we find the budget to, to make it work. So, um, you know, whether it's, you know, doing fundraising programs or, you know, finding other ways to, to handle the, the cost. I mean, it's fairly modest cost overall to buy the hardware. And then it's basically, you know, an, an annual maintenance fee to, to keep the content updated. And, you know, our goal is to provide people with ideas without overwhelming them. But, you know, the idea of like, okay, well, it's Mother's Day coming up. How about we do this? Or it's, you know, at Christmas, here are four things you can do with Mindy on your Christmas activity calendar, right? So our our business plan isn't to just sort of drop the hardware off and leave the people, you know, to figure it out themselves. Our goal is to build a community and to share best practices and to make sure that really, you know, we're looking for creative ways um, and implementing those, not just like talking about it, but actually like making it happen because I've seen just way too many, you know, retirement homes and, and people that just are lonely and bored and it's, it doesn't have to be that way. And that's really why I'm doing this. Well, I think it's good as well as that, you know, with the extra training and the availability um, to, you know, how everything laid out and the extra ideas, like what you can do with Mindy for Mother's Day, like you're saying, I think that that's super helpful because sometimes people get stuck, not 
I want to call it a rut, but it's not you know, negative. It's just, you know, sometimes that's what the residents want to do, and it's a calendar that looks similar. And it gets spiced up depending on the season that it's in. And so any extra help um, is always beneficial and extra ideas so that, you know, um, people can add different things to the calendar. But then the other thing is, too, is that I love the leasing option so that people can try it. I'm a big fan of at least give it a shot, at least try it. And something I teach my four-year-old is, you know, you don't know that you don't like this food, then let's put it in your mouth and try the food. And if you don't like it, that's fine. But how do you know, right? And so it's the same with Mindy, right? And it's like, try it out. See if your resident's better. See if it makes your life easier. What do you say? Do you have a lot of, you know, do, do people lean towards losing to try it out? Um, I know that you don't have, you know, a ton of Mindy's out there. You know, what are, are people generally leaning towards that? Um, yeah, so it's it's a it's a mix of both. Some people now they they feel like they have enough information, they're willing to just buy it and commit. Um, and other people want to want to do you know a, a meet and greet and then a, a, a trial. So it's you know there's lots of I, I'm trying to be as flexible as possible because I know that that uh, that that's what people need. Um, but it, you know it's funny when you're talking about um, your your four year old and, and sort of trying something and, and not knowing it. When I went into my pilot studies last year, I thought that there would be, it would be like a 50-50, like maybe 50% of residents would be comfortable with Mindy. And that would be enough. And that, you know, we'd get families involved as well in terms of um, just trying to share family photos and, and finding ways to, you know, when you can't be there in person, I was trying to find ways to use the tablet to, to have family members outside of the home be connected to the to their residents. And what I found in our pilot study, it was 96% of residents wanted to see Mindy again after their first exposure. I was blown away. I mean, sure, you know, this is still sort of an MVP. It's 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 a robot that was designed for children. And the, the feedback that we got from that 4% of people that weren't thrilled was like, oh, it's too childlike for me. I'm not, I'm not interested in that. It's like, okay, that's great because we I know that in our roadmap, we we have more um, sophisticated apps coming. Uh, but you got to start somewhere, right? And so from my perspective, I was just delighted with that outcome. Um, and then we also were able to test having three families um, provide photos. So through a private, private portal, they would upload photos, videos. And then at the retirement home, they were able to download that to the robot and have a one-on-one -on -one visit with the residents so they could experience that. And the family member was just like, oh my goodness, this is brilliant. They had a wonderful experience just curating the photos and getting them ready, deciding what they wanted to put up, up on the portal. But it also meant that when the family member was able to go and visit, it wasn't like it had been you know, six months since they had seen each other because that family, that resident had had a chance to see those photos and they could see them multiple times. It wasn't just once. Once you've got them in that portal, then, oh, I want to see my family you know, library again, right? So then they can they can experience that. And that that is, you know, a huge opportunity, I think, as we go forward. I know there's a lot of people doing video calls and they can be fairly stressful for the staff to manage. And so I think that that the idea of doing sort of asynchronous visits is, is something that also the robot can be used for. I think, I think it's all fantastic. And like you said, not everything is for everyone, right? And that's fair. And so an expectation that 100 of people wanting to do it you know for anything is, is not a good expectation so i think everybody has different personalities and i think that you know like you said you found a high high level of people who actually wanted to engage again and 
if anything, you know, obviously, and I've said it before, COVID had lots of negative impacts, but the positive impacts it had, especially in the retirement and long-term care sectors, is this technology that was not there before. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, like with the, with the you know, video calls, like you're saying, with Mindy and things like that, just a whole new open opportunity of all this tech that can be brought in. And obviously, we're seeing that the seniors in these homes are meaningful, are interested, they want to do it. It's more uh, value for them. They can see their families more often, like you said, the pictures and the videos. I think it's fantastic. Um, do you have any, could you tell us how uh, we could get a hold of you if people are interested in learning more about Mindy or want to lease or get a Mindy for themselves? Can you just tell us a little bit more information for that? Absolutely. Yeah. So our website is socialrobots.ca. So robots with an S, socialrobots.ca. My email, Lee, L-E-E, at socialrobots.ca. And uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So the four social medias. And we have a little YouTube channel. We're putting up some training videos and some little marketing videos on our YouTube channel. So um, lots of ways to find us. I think it's social.robots for Instagram and Facebook and social underscore robots for LinkedIn and Twitter. Perfect. And the more, and, and it's good that you're on Instagram and things like that, because the more visual you can be with, uh, with Mindy, I think would be helpful as well. Absolutely. So, well, that's terrific. Thanks so much, Lee, for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And thank you, Mindy, for coming. I'm going to see if I can have her say goodbye. Here we go. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye, Lee. Thanks so much, Lee. I really appreciate you coming. Okay. Bye now. <laughs> And there you have it. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Look into the initiative. And I think that there's a lot of people that would be really interested, especially from the intergenerational perspective of joining seniors and their grandchildren together. If you've enjoyed today's show, please share it with your networks, help other people find us. Thanks so much for joining the Honorable Aging with Amy. From me to all of you, I hope you have a wonderful Wednesday.